Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our radio show, where you get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. So the purpose of the show is not so much to awaken, awaken humanity, although that would be a great side thing to happen. We're, we really wanted to go right to the minds of men uh, and also to just some of the qualities that we're, you know, we look for in men. And, uh, you know, like my, some of my favorites, and I know Mike is very uh, partial to this as well. Uh, there's this one, a couple of scene, a couple of takes from uh, 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 Braveheart, the movie, where the last time he sees his dad, uh, his dad grabs his shoulders and says, it's out of wits that make us men. And, uh, and then another scene where the, in the context of the pen is muddier than the sword, you know, uh, his uncle Argyle with the eye patch. He said, you know, he could see that the kid wants to take revenge on, on you know, the slaughter of his family. Or and so he uh, he says, first we're going to teach you how to use this, and then we're going to teach you how to use this, right? Yeah. And so that's really what the show speaks to. And so, so through engagement, inspiration, and a little bit of entertainment, we hope to explore areas that free men up to speak the truth and not just stand for freedom only, but for liberty, right? And uh, we don't claim to teach men uh, to fear God on this show yet anyway, not yet, although that does make sense. Um, we really are uh, looking to have men behave with courage in the face of their fear of other men, possibly, right? And uh, so the theme of today's show is authenticity. And, you know, we're beginning it with insights into the news. So we're going to really just throw the news back and forth a little bit. And uh, in, in the other context for operating really is something I heard this morning, or it's, it's that the truth is learned, never told. So we're not going to profess the truth, but we're going to help hopefully give our audience the tools to help, you know, discern what's going on. Yeah, that's so, really what this is about. That's it, you know, yeah. what the intention of the show is really to be in inquiry. Right, we've got a new landscape, a new playing field. The rules are different, yep. and so what's it mean to be a dude in the world today? So, yeah, mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it's about. So, yep. welcome everyone. This is Mike. How you doing? Aloha, right? <laughs> so we're gonna do the news, right? Yeah, isn't this the best news, dude? So I, I do this thing every Sunday morning. I re go through the Chicago Tribune, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mostly I get irritated by the Chicago Tribune, but I go through it. But I always find these wacky news state. And here's this, this one about fake meat. And I thought about authenticity. How cool would it be to, to open it with like fake meat? Right. I mean, <laughs> it's just, right. I, I don't even know what the stuff is. It's like cell-based cultured meat. Yes. Now, what does that mean? You're, you're the scientist. You're the guy. Oh, yeah. Guess. I'm Mr. Yeah. Science, don't yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's it's basically genetically engineered meat. Oh, sounds delicious. I mean, right? <laughs> and and so, yeah. um, and, and I find it curious- for a lot of other reasons, because the word fake is thrown around a lot now, and, and yeah. authenticity is going to dig into that. Yeah, we're going to look into that quite a bit and probably, you know, end of the segment or early next one. But here, here's another one that I, I just love. It's the, the closing of nearly 1,400 auto workers are about to lose their gigs at the Chrysler plant in Belvedere, which, you know, Belvedere is what, you know, 70 miles, 60 miles west of here. Yep. And yeah, they're closing it because for whatever reason, it doesn't work for them anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got a dude here, like 57 years old, and 
I'm 57. How employable am I going to be? And how employable is a guy who's been working on auto line for 30 years and he's got you know eight or 10 more years to work. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, Hey, we don't need you anymore. You know? Right. And this is part of, part of the challenge that, that's going on. And culturally with guys is the, the roles that men traditionally have had yep. are changing and we have to, and it's not being addressed directly. And so I just want to bring that up. That's why, that's why I'm a big proponent of, of uh, I saw this great ad this week. Um, and it was a, a culmination of like, it was at least the IBEW, the operators union, and I think the carpenters union, yep. right? And they put this ad together and, and what they were speaking to was training, mm-hmm. career development, yep. middle-class values, yep. like, br- you know, like bringing it back like, home. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, dudes, you guys are like 20 years late and I applaud you for sending this message. It right. was outstanding. Right. And, um, and that's kind of what, they should actually be a sponsor for us because it, the alignment is so in- right. incredible. But that's really what, you know, I've seen in the news this week. Well, let me just ask yeah. you, is it, uh, you don't have to answer this now, but how are the roles of men changing? Well, the, the traditional identity in, in the work. So the, the roles of like a machinist. Right. Or a factory worker, yep. you know, all the automation that's going into manufacturing, there's fewer and fewer manufacturing jobs where when, you know, you and I were in school, it was still possible to leave high school. Yep. Relatively as educated as you are when you come out of high school, mm-hmm. go to work for an international harvester or yeah. a John Deere or a Caterpillar, Caterpillar or, right. or a job shop, a machine shop in Chicago, which there were thousands. Yeah. And go to work and get a job as a machinist and start working for what would be the equivalent today of like 20 bucks an hour and build your career up to where you can make what would today be, you know, 65, 70,000 bucks an hour a right. year, you know? Right. And have a live, livable wage where you could buy a car, buy a house, mm-hmm. send your kids to school and have a nice life, you know? Right. Those jobs are dwindling. Those mm-hmm. businesses are dwindling. Or yeah. there, there's more and more automation. And there's less and less gigs for people to come out of high school and then go get a job. At, that's going to pay you a wage more than being a barista. It's a functional wage, right? Yeah. You know, somewhat functional. So, and so what's happened, there's way more high end jobs. I mean, there's, there's, you know, all the engineering gigs where you make, you know, 150, 175,000 right. bucks a year. There's that. And, you know, but so oh, there's, there's this divide that's going on yeah. that, that we haven't addressed, you know, right. and, yeah. it ha- and it's n- just now starting to be talked about because it's just now being recognized it's an issue. So that's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Cool. Any other news you want to dig into? I don't have any more news. You got news? Uh, actually, not anything that I want right. to really tear yeah. into. I'm going to I'm going to walk away from the I, Ramadan. I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. we were talking about this before we got before the show started. So, in in a in a in a context of authenticity, yeah. we'd be lying if we told you that the environment politically is very similar to, and we were making this analogy yeah. where. Um, you know, if we start talking about politics, it's very similar yeah, to how we make, we make our interpretations of another person. Right. And, like what's and beautiful and what's not. What's yeah. beautiful, what's yeah. not, who's skinny. It's very who's, subjective. Very, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so. We're going to walk away from it. We're going to walk away. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're not going to talk about the lizard people that run everything either. Right. Unfortunately, right. but right, right. get to that. Later. So we're going to, this week, what we're talking about really is authenticity. You yep. know, and so someone might ask the question of why authenticity? What is, what is important about authenticity? Or what does it mean? Or what does to it be mean? Authentic. Yeah. You know, and you know, for me, authenticity is one of those things like you see it when you see it, you know, mm-hmm. like you can tell, but it's hard to describe. Right. And, 
what the reason I say it's important yep. is because I believe, and so do others, but mm-hmm. I believe, and I was in, a, in this program where we actually distinguish what the core, core beliefs, core distinctions of leadership were. Okay. And authenticity is a core distinction of leadership. Like you can't really be a leader and make a difference in the world unless you have access to your own authenticity. So okay. if we're, if we don't have the ability to be authentic, right? if we don't have to, the ability to connect with others from that authentic place, right? then we can't lead. And that's really at the core of what this conversation's about. It's about leadership. It starts mm-hmm. with leading ourselves, mm-hmm. leading our family, leading our communities, leading our, our teams and our organizations. Right. So for me, and the reason we brought it up and, and the reason I think you agreed to it is we're, mm-hmm. we really want to start looking at how do we, because this is about making an impact, right? Yep. And we, you and me, Bob and Mike, mm-hmm. are leading a conversation mm-hmm. about changing the way men operate and changing the way people see how men operate, right? Right. So authenticity at the core of that is, is, is why we're, we're doing that. And how I look at it, if I may also sure. add to that, I don't know about change so much as it occurs to me, but it does occur to me yeah, that we can create a realignment around what, because I mean, I, I don't, you know, nostalgia is not necessarily a bad thing. No. There, there are, there are, there are, a, you know, numerous historical examples, yeah. both in our personal lives, professionally, yeah. you know, life experiences that are, are clues to how good we can, we can have it yeah. in, regarding a male sensibility versus so. a female sensibility. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we power wash the dingleberries of negativity hiding out in all those deep blue ripples that too often slow us down and keep us down. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. Okay, back to the show now. Here's Mike. Authenticity is, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to, to really figure out. And I think the best place to start about, like, how you know you're being authentic is to really be authentic about where you're inauthentic. Yeah. Right? Like really kind of tell one on yourself about mm-hmm. where are you and, and what does it mean to be authentic? Anytime you're, you're like uh, trying to look good. Yeah. Anytime you're trying to make it, mm-hmm. anytime you're trying to convince somebody, mm-hmm. anytime you're trying to sell something, yep. anytime you're trying to get a, a result that you don't necessarily know how to get and you need other people to get there, you know, that's being inauthentic when you're, when you're afraid. It's, it's authentic. When you're covering up, it's inauthentic. That's why things like vulnerability and courage are so necessary to access it. Um, one, of the things, one of the things that so cracks me up is uh, sales, right? I mean, we just, had a, we just looked at a thing that, like Warren Buffett was aggravated because he didn't buy Amazon, right? Right. And what makes Amazon so appealing? It's that you can buy something mm-hmm. without any human interaction. You don't have to deal with a salesperson. Yeah. Right? And so what does that say? It says people are going to do whatever they can. See, people like to buy stuff. Right. They just don't want to be hustled and sold. Right. And how much, when I think of some of the just the sales training out there, push on their pain points, uh, point to, you know, 
just all this BS as opposed to really listen to someone and understand what it is they desire and actually connect with them on a human relationship level, you know? Right. And, and that's what authenticity is. But so much of what we're trained is strategy. Strategy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's actually it. But so much of, of what we're, we're trained to do is to, to not be authentic. So this whole question of yeah. authenticity is a tough one. So the question becomes then how do we, you know, it, it, why be authentic? Why, why should we be authentic? It, that's quite deep, actually. Well, I mean, it, you get into spiritual zones when you think about that as well, to why you should be authentic, you know? Well, because, and, I, I, and I think that's really important, Bob. I think what we, we want as human beings, what we long for as human beings is connection. You know, person to person, soul to soul, that's how we say. Yeah. How we sh- say. And, and the whole idea of like, what does it take to do that? Mm-hmm. And it really re- takes releasing whatever that barrier is that we built up to protect ourselves. You know, it takes us releasing the protective mechanism that we have, our survival mechanism, shall we say. Right. Okay? And so how do we go about doing that? Well, you, it's easy to say just do it, but you have to be aware of it first. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole process for people to actually dig in and get connected to who they really are. I, I assert most people don't even have a powerful, an authentic relationship to themselves. So basically, and, and we've covered this, which is what, why we're, why we're having the show. Yeah. Um, one sense of authenticity can be transformed, or I should say, if one desires to occur for others as authentic, one of the most fundamental doorways or pathways to having that happen is to have a relationship with oneself. Mm-hmm. But what about, what's the structure of that? Like that relationship to yourself, what, what comprises that? Or what are the, I, I'm really digging well, no, a lot no, at it, you, but. No, it's, you it's, know? it's funny because what you, I mean, what you're talking about, man, it's, is really, it's really slippery. Right. You know, because even what you said, if one desires to get this, so it's desired based. No, it's not desired based. It, it's, it's, it, it's, it should be purpose based. Like you want to first get at what is your purpose? Like, why the hell are you here? Why do you wake up in the morning? What are you up to? Like, what's important to you, man? Like, why get up? Why not just roll over the covers, fire up a doobie, and put on a Zeppelin album as opposed to actually engage, right? Right. And most people, why I have to survive? Exactly. And you have to survive. And what good, none of us are going to survive. So the first inauthenticity we have to deal with is the fact that one day we're not going to be here anymore. So it's the existential thing. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. One day... We're going to be worm food. But how do you start talking about existentialism, let's say, yeah. without people going, oh boy, here well, they go. Now I'm going to get the philosophical thing from these guys. <laughs> well, th- well, you know what? You, you just got to have the conversation and you got to look. And, and it might not be time for people, right? But how much longer are you going to go? How much longer do you have? Like there has to be this, you know, like I started, get, you know, paying attention when, you know, I've had like 26 road Damascus moments. You know? Right. So it, 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 there comes a time where you got to start asking what the hell's going on. So you really want to start asking those questions and having that conversation. It's hard to do by yourself. And that's really what I see as the purpose of this radio show is where people in the safety of their car or in their garage or wherever the hell they're listening to us yes. can really start getting into inquiry of, you know, what am I doing? And, and why, why am I and doing why it? Why am I doing it? Exactly. Right. And what drives me? Mm-hmm. 
Well, even before you get to there, you got to start looking at like, you got to start looking at like knowing who you are and learning about your own biases and the things that trigger you and the things you have a difficult time being with. Judgments, Judgment, opinions, ass- assessments, beliefs, evaluations, core beliefs, right? Like, cause right. you know, I mean like the time we were, I just drove by it on the way here today, the, the <laughs> lucky, what, what was it? What's it called? The, the restaurant in, in Evanston. Oh, the, Lucky Platter. With the hair buns. Yeah. The Lucky Platter. <laughs> Bob goes, how do you like this place? I said, if I had a sword, I'd cut everyone's head off. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, and part of it was just, it was just an expression. It was a thought that went through my head. Like I saw this, like, well, this would look nice if I just had one of those big samurai swords and just cut everyone's head off. Because <laughs> oh, it was not a, pl- it was not a place <laughs> that I felt like I fit in very well. Right? <laughs> now, I would never do that, but it's a thought I had. And, and the thing is, the reason I'm doing this, and I know it could freak people out, I don't mean to. I have to own my darkness and the level of darkness that I can go and I have gone. Are you triggered by sameness or something or what? Or are you triggered by homogeneity? No, you don't. The sword routine. I mean, what no. the heck? Do you know what I'm triggered by? I'm triggered by people giving up their voice. I'm, I'm triggered by people complying. I'm triggered by people foregoing their own agency for the sake of fitting in. That's what you're so doing. it's the tattoo at the top of this crease in their butt in the back where they say, oh, I'll have one of those. Where they think they're being unique with it when in fact it's more the same. So, yeah. so in other words, one might be able to talk about, not to get hung up on that, but it's actually sure. a great point, which is that a central inauthenticity is let's say um fitting in prof- fitting in and professing that you know like whenever i hear people say everyone yes yes and with no one left out yes yes Th- no i'm going to completely uh create universal peace on earth well, and we'll never going to have any conflict again well bob that's one of the things that's one of the reasons what you point to and this is this is we're going into a kind of a dark place right here but that's one of the things about the problem with political correctness. The idea behind political correctness is a good idea. The application of it and the engineering of it is where it's damaging. We're, so political correctness is ultimately inauthentic. Yeah, uh, totally. It's totally inauthentic, but there's a whole structure to that mm-hmm. that I wouldn't mind. Since yeah. you brought it up. Well, no. Well, what, I, what I want to say. What's the pyramid under, what's the pyramid of, in, in, what's the pyramidal content of inauthenticity that's underneath the, this, that central thesis of well, political correctness it, being inauthentic, right? It's, it's fitting in. It's, it's the mass over the, the individual. individual. It's collectivism versus yeah. individualism. Yeah. And, 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 so, and it's a false celebration of individual rights in a sense, are you saying, or what? Uh, or, or, or I, I, I don't really. know if I can go I there yet. I'm not sure I'd go there either. I, I think but. it's the abdication of, in, of individual rights. It's the abdication of individual responsibility. Well, that's, that's yeah, right. I, I see okay. the responsibility part it yeah. speaks to me. Yeah. Versus individual rights, even though they're obviously they kind of go hand in hand. Critical, but but, but that's, yes, this the responsibility part that I think leaves a lot of people like, well, you know, Mike, not everybody is going to be responsible. So don't we have to create structures that accommodate for people not being responsible? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think ultimately that's what freedom's about is responsibility. See, th- th- now we're getting a whole another conversation about authenticity, but we're responsible with responsibility comes freedom. And I think part of the thing is we have to get authentic about we're inauthentic, right? And we have to look at um, what 
what we're really here for and our purpose. And then we can go in a couple of weeks, we're going to, we're going to get into responsibility and what's that about. I don't want to jump the gun too much, right? but I think ultimately for us to actually have agency in our life, right? for us to actually have, have an impact in what we want to do and what we're committed to do to fulfill right. in our commitments, there has to be responsibility for everyone. And I don't care right. who it is. Okay. Yeah, at so, some level, do some people have less access to it than others? Sure, we can get into that. But I'm I'm talking about general, broad base. Yes, everyone needs to take on the realm of responsibility. Yeah. So the purpose uh-huh. behind the choosing of authenticity for this, yeah, the, you know, this first show on mm-hmm. the subject, or or you know, second show we're having is on authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Is all about the components of authenticity. Mm-hmm. What comprises authenticity? Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm bringing the I'm bringing to the fore here, my kind of like you know you're on the coaching side and leadership side, sure. on the creativity and critical thinking side. Right. So there are structural. There's a there's a process by which we take apart this idea of of authenticity. And what are the essential questions that we ask ourselves and of others to help us like flesh that out, right? Yeah. So. So responsibility is a part of it, but is there a prominent feature of authenticity that needs to be fleshed out in the beginning? Well, like, yeah. Maybe we said it already. And, and that's I what I was talking about. Yeah. There's, there's the self-knowledge. It's understanding your darkness. So number one, it's, it's, it's really, it's really over here. knowing you. And, and the more we know about the dark side, the more it opens up for our brilliance and our, and our creativity and our, mm-hmm. our power. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Then there's the self-acceptance. Like you got to accept who you are as you are. Right. Okay. Before you can move before you can move forward. Right. And then after that, even then, if you're not doing very well at yeah, all, you just got to, that's, accept, the, that's yeah. the great challenge, by the way, yeah. because for most people, you know, that's what makes them not, I think that what, right. that's behind what has them not look. Yeah. And then the yeah. last piece of that. So mm-hmm. there's, there's self-knowledge, self-acceptance and self-awareness. Right. So it's understanding your impact mm-hmm. on those around you. Yeah. So it's managing your wake. It's understanding what, you know, how you occur, mm-hmm. you know, it's understanding who, who shows up when you do? It's right. really being true to who you constitute yourself as. That, okay. That's really what authenticity is. Right. And so what that's going to look like, that's going to be, are you operating in alignment with your commitments? Are you operating in alignment with, your, you know, with what you say you believe in? Right. You know, are you operating in alignment with the agreements that you make? Right. You know, like fully all in, not kind of right. like half in, you know? And, and you know, the, the big question, you know, often is like, why is this important? And... Yeah, I, I think it's important. The, the reason I think it's important, I think it's foundational yeah. to trust. You know, we got this, we got this, uh, this story here about the auto plant closing, right? Yep. So the, um, you know, these people come to work there and they actually, you know, create their identity and create their lives to work for this auto plant. And they show up every day and they work hard yep. and they do it. And, you know, they're buying into, if not a, a direct agreement, like mm-hmm. a written agreement, yeah. an implied agreement. Right. That, you know, you show up, you do your job, there's a job here for you and we're going to build cars. Right? Right. Now, what happens is people then go live their lives that way. And- With, with, a, with a level of certainty. Yeah. Well, with a level of trust. Yes. Right? It, it's a trust. But it leads them to be comfortable- well, <laughs> well, the, the, well, what it is, is the trust, when there's trust, it does, that's the beauty of trust, Bob. In an uncertain world, when trust is developed, we do create what we all long for, which is certainty, right? Moments of it or, or, well, you know. when, when you, 
when you're in a really trusting relationship, yeah. there is certainty. There's a sense of, of stability. There's a sense of belonging. There's a sense of engagement, right? Yes. And my understanding, though, is, is that in a context of authenticity, mm-hmm. we can overly rely on that certainty, and then we let our maybe our personal and professional integrity, if you well, will, yeah, all well, kinds of things go out the that, window. We say, oh, I don't have to worry about that. I can well, come in late today. or That's I can, where taking things for granted. I can go into the bathroom and surf the web on my and, cell phone well, and that's I'm where, getting That's paid. where entitlement comes in. That's the problem with entitlements. When you're right. not part of authenticity, authentic, authenticity occurs in a moment. Okay, mm-hmm. It's not a guarantee. So if we're authentically connected and we're in a relationship and we're working, we're continually working and reinventing and, and applying spin to the flywheel and the flywheel is going to go, but it, yeah. it occasionally needs, you know, food for it. Right. So I, I may, I'm sorry if I cut sure. you off about the, the, the auto worker, uh, paradigm or no, example, was, what's, well, what I'm saying is that up is what, well, what I'm saying is there, there's this, this guy who authentically is engaged in coming to work and oh. he's given his life for it. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, because in a boardroom somewhere, they say the Belvedere plant's no longer right. hitting the numbers we want. Yep. We're pulling the pin on it. And there's 1,400 people whose lives now change. Right. Okay. And it was, that's not nothing personal. It's just, we're just doing business, right? Well, that is the, and you and I have spent yeah. many, many, many minutes, perhaps even many hours already outside of here talking yeah. about this whole idea of the, the, that, that's part of our culture right now. It our is. Our culture is even a family member mm-hmm. will come to you and say, hey, it's not personal. <laughs> It's business. business. Yeah, I know. And it's it's complete and utter BS. It's the worst kind. And what it does, the impact on us as human beings, okay? And that's why this is so important. The impact on us as human beings is then we hold back. We withhold ourselves. We withhold our courage. We withhold our vulnerability because we're scared. You and mean we, after that happens to us? Or, we, or, or, or we see it happen. Or we see it happen to somebody else. Listen, or... listen my son witnessed mm-hmm. me get mm-hmm. whacked from a job when we moved to New York, mm-hmm. okay? And we're sitting, it's a Thanksgiving dinner. He goes, dad, I hate when, you know, you lose your job. Nine years old. Oh, wow. Right. And he, it, it's left a mark for him forever because in his world, and he would never go to work for a corporation because in his world is a deal is never a deal. There's always someone with the upper hand. Yeah. And until the, the check is cleared and he's witnessed it. He, yep. s- he saw me go through it. Right. You know, working like Working a million hours, being gone from home, doing the whole thing, sacrificing a big portion of my personal life for, yeah. for professional right. fulfillment in the company I was working for. Right. Right? So he saw it at a very young age and it made an impact. Right. And now it's informs his decision moving forward. Right. And that's the world we live in. And, right. and we've gotten kind of cynical. We're like, oh, well. And we get used to like taking it up to Keister and it begins an even higher level of survival. Well, right. We become, well, you, like you said, we become cynical. Yeah. And we, I think in Waiting a certain- for the other shoe fall. Exactly. In a certain sense, well, then that leads to victimiz- self-victimization, yeah. which is really devastating. Which is the highest form of inauthenticity. Being a victim. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And this is, and this is, <laughs> this is how one might be able to say, oh my God, we've got fake meat. We've got fake news. <laughs> oh, we have a fake culture. Could, you know, our yeah. culture has become well, a fake culture because we're, I don't know, for many reasons, but this is how it's showing up for me in the moment right now. Yeah. 
come to work for it's us. Scary. And, and we're going to, you know, you've got a great career here. And six months later, things have changed and we've got to make cuts. Right. You know, I remember there's this, this time uh, I hired this guy who ended up being incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. And he was with us about four months. Yeah. And I get a message from the VP of sales. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to let the guy go. Mm-hmm. Like, no way. It's, I just told him. I just He just left the job that he had. It was really good. I recruited him over here for you. Yeah. And now you're cutting him? No, it's not going to happen. He's doing a great job. He just started. You can't do it. Go, right. So uh, I got called for, you know, so I got to go have a meeting. He says, what if it's your job or his? I quit. I said, I'm not going to, I, I cannot whack this guy. You know, there's other guys that can whack, but not him. By the way, just as it turned out, quote unquote, yeah. uh, did you, then you quit? No, I didn't quit. Oh, Oh, they they refused they to let you go. They oh, and then they kept the guy. They kept the guy. And then did it work out eventually? I'm just curious. What, with this guy? Yeah. He ended up stabbing me in the back later, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. <laughs> oh, man. So but, he was really, but he was a really good employee. You know, he was a right. really good but, hire. Okay, yeah. so, but here's the thing about all yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. So, really, there is no ultimate place of authenticity because there's no ultimate place of resiliency either. In other words... Oh, I, I totally disagree. Well, in other words, if you stop lifting weights, you're going to get weaker over time. There's no arrival. That's, there's no, there, that, that's there's, what I'm trying to get You at. never got it that's, handled. That, that's what I'm saying. No, there's, it's, an, it's there's a practice. No, oh, I get it now. And now I just move on and check that off my no, list. No, 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 no. You know. And see, that's, that's another huge inauthenticity to think, oh, I'm authentic. You're full of crap. Right. You know, you, it's, it's self-generated ongoingly. You have authentic moments. Right. You know? I think we should let everybody know that the the depth and breadth of the subject matter, even though we're going to change this thematically on a show-by-show yeah. basis, these things are going to have to be redressed because this is, we're mining this mm-hmm. for, we're mining this and we're uncovering a richness mm-hmm. underneath, uh, underneath what one might normally say. Oh, yeah. Authenticity. It says here in the dictionary... And here's what it is. And so, because that's how it occurs for most of humanity is, I understand that. Now I'll go learn this next thing because I got this thing down. Like you said, you know, I got well, that down flat. No, <laughs> Well, one of the things we're talking about is we're talking about being. Because we're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. We're not human doings. Right. We're not human statues. Yeah. We're human right. beings. Right. So we're talking about- we're not human halves either. Yeah. We're human beings and we're talking about the practice of being human. Yeah. And since we're mostly water, and since, you know, 10,000, there's like 10,000 feet of capillaries where blood flows through us every hour, right. you know? Right, and And we're a dynamic organism. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. Mm-hmm. And so the practice of being authentic has got to be continually self-generated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no arrival, bud. Right. There, there's no, I got this knocked. God, right. he's very, he's very authentic. In this moment, he may be. Two minutes from now, probably not. So without without uh, taking up too much more time on it, mm-hmm. um, what, what what's the takeaways that we could say quickly about authenticity that people can take with and run with? Well, you the know, practice we is, have very little time. The but, practice is to get into relationship with themselves first. So fundamentally, number one, it's know thyself. Yeah. Yeah. Number well, one. And number be two, willing to have a relationship with yeah, yourself. Yeah. And num- number two, the practice of vulnerability and courage, particularly for men, it's going to be courage. So it's self-knowledge. Yeah. And it's... Self-knowledge, self-acceptance, self-awareness. Self-awareness and courage. And, and courage, vulnerability. 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 You know, what's vulnerability? Vulnerability is stepping outside of what you already know. 
Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is acti- actually the act of curiosity, mm-hmm. the act of inquiry. Right. right. When you actually say, listen, I don't know. I'm going to check this out. Right. I'm going to go stick at that and poke at that, you know? Yeah. That's what it's about. Right. So, yeah, that's what we're talking. That's the beginning stages of it. And, and so, and, and also the willingness to not make it about you. Well, that's the thing also is as soon as we start talking about uh, self-knowledge, mm-hmm. a lot of people look at that and say, oh, so the old narcissism thing. I know what that is. You're obsessed with yourself. You're looking at your own navel, you know? Yeah. Oh, how, how much time do we, we have got left? two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah. I want to talk about a possible call-in yeah. opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, so it's a both end. You've got to know yourself yeah. so that you can let go of yourself so you can go be. This is this is that warrior journey we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be okay with who you are so you can go be for someone else. Well, you have to be, and what I'm hearing you say right now mm-hmm. is that you have to be indifferent to your own uh, positive attributes and you, as well as your negative attributes. You have to be able to look at those with equal detachment, if you will. Well, I would say acceptance. Okay, acceptance. Okay, like acceptance versus detachment's kind of over there. Like acceptance is like, I own it. Right. I own it. So yeah, you right. want people to call in. We're going to have folks call in. If they if they like, and, and we're also going to, you know, yeah, really we're going to do this. About, we're check this out. sponsoring the show. So the call-in number for the next segment is 877-711-5611. 877-711-5611. And we really like uh, many of our listeners out there who can sponsor the show would be awesome <laughs> to have uh, people hear what we're saying and then look to their own businesses and lives and see, uh, and we're saying p- particularly for businesses, right? Uh, to see where what we're saying a- might apply to them. And if their you know, values you know, link up with ours, it would make, make make terrific sponsors and, yeah. and partners. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. There's a reason spiders and ants are called pests, and getting rid of them can get a little messy for the environment. Get the job done safely with Ecotech Pest Control. Following the principles of integrated pest management, Ecotech will ensure your home or business is free from all those unwanted visitors today and offer you solutions and advice to keep them from coming back tomorrow. Schedule your service appointment today at ecotechpestcontrol.com. Mention Into the Gap and get a 10% discount. Ecotech Pest Control, protecting our environment together. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. The reason authenticity is important is fundamentally it's, it's required for trust building. Okay. And trust building is required for achieving Every, anything, everything, everything you set out to do right, right, in right. business and personal life and all. So right. without trust, there can't be the foundation. I mean, trust is foundational to everything. Right. So. And could you say, by the way, since you brought up the word trust, a great way of looking at trust that you mentioned before, which I just. Oh, love. trust. Yeah. Yeah. Trust. Trust is funny. You know, the people, people talk about, you got to earn my trust, which I get it, you know, right. but how I view trust is trust is a gift. And if I, it, it, it's mine to give away. So right. when I see someone who I find authentic, who yeah. I find inspiring, who I find um, 
Well, it's connecting with you and connects way. with me. Yeah, I, I, I give them my trust as a gift. They're engaged with you, as yeah. you like to say yeah. too. Also, another great word is engagement. Yeah. Right. So, oh, we got the blues back. So, <laughs> I, I, I give them my trust, and I give yeah. them my trust as a gift. And and when yeah. you give someone a gift, right? If it's really a gift, there's no strings attached. Exactly. Right? That's precisely. And it. and all too often, there's no condition. There's no condition. It's a gift. And and what will happen right. is people can take it and they can blow it up. Or they can take it and right. put it on a shelf and never use it again. Yeah. Or they can take it and and use it as intended, and actually have their life, you know, enhanced by it. Right. And I hope that's that's my intention. I, I that's why I give it to them. Mm-hmm. But I have no say in that. Right. And I'm not attached to how it goes. And the reality of it, oftentimes, it, do I get heartbroken sometimes when my trust is misused or misapplied? Sure, right. I do. Right. But you know what? That's part of being vulnerable. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I was going to bring up the whole idea of vulnerability. Yeah. And it's also something that there is, there's authentic trust and inauthentic trust. So <laughs> uh, that's what I'm starting to see. You know, yeah. it's, it's like if, if, if trust in, is in, 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 yeah. exactly. Inauthentic trust is, is not necessarily conditional because you can have a business relationship that's based on trust, but results have to be. Yeah. Well, uh, well, then you spell it, it out. It have to occur. You spell it out that way. In, in, exactly. You know? Right. You have communication that you're using okay. to establish Well, we have a great condition. tool in, in business called a contract. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and verbal and otherwise. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, well, especially in, in, uh, in construction, which we're both really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like, there's conditions of completion. Like, you've got to right. do this to make the thing viable. That's a, correct. Right? Yep, that's so, right. yeah. So, that's what it's about. And, and I trust a guy, and I've given my trust. Mm-hmm. And when I give him that, my trust, I sign the contract, I believe he's going to fulfill on it. If right. he doesn't fulfill on it, that's a different right. subject altogether. So. All right. So, of the 14 people listening, there's no, none, <laughs> none of them are calling. That's all right. I don't know why 14 came up. You know. Yeah. If you guys want to call in, the number's 877-711-5611. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, authenticity is fundamental. The next thing we're going to be talking about next week and focusing on, mm-hmm. and again, we're going to be redressing these cyclically. Yeah. Because or as a result of yeah. the necessity for what we feel growth to occur between, in other words, this is this is a real-time growth channel, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You and I are experiencing growth right. and self-understanding through our mutual engagement that is now a public conversation right. where others had the opportunity to have that occur for them. Yeah, really well said. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then... And then the nonlinear nature of our presentation mm-hmm. as a program mm-hmm. and the program itself mm-hmm. is a cyclical re-examination of these yeah. attributes well, of leadership I, and I, critical I call, thinking I as they move forward. But yeah. Distinctions, but yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you asked about next week. Next week, it's going to be <laughs> – what did you call it? You said it's flaky or something? <laughs> well, I said that the – the way the syntax, yeah. uh, in other words, the sentence structure of what you're about yeah. to say, yeah. occurs to me as somewhat challenging to grasp. Yeah. Be, and um, it's not an excuse, but really, is it's almost like hearing someone speak another language. It, it, like, it, what it, the heck is he saying now? You what don't, you don't hear a sentence like this very often. So yes. what we're going to focus on next week, mm-hmm. and it's really powerful. It took me a while to, to actually understand it when I first heard it. It's we're going to look at how a human being yes. is given being yes. and action yes. by something greater than them. Okay. Giving, giving being. Given being. Given, given being yeah. and action yeah. 
by something greater than them. By something greater than them. So okay. what this is, this is, this is the surrender of ego. This is a surrender of self. This is right. the, the identifying what your purpose is mm-hmm. that, ha- that calls you forth. Yes. Okay? So for some, it could be a spiritual phenomenon. For others, it could be a philosophical one. Mother, right. Mother Teresa. Oh, we got a phone call. We got some phone calls. Oh, so wow. cool. let me finish this and then we'll take the phone call. So Mother Teresa, for instance, yeah. is someone who um, was given being in action by her quest to end world hunger. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The, the a Chica- calling much bigger than yeah. her as a the person. The Chicago Hun- Hunger Project, for instance, right, was, was right. given being in action by a desire to end homelessness and hunger in Chicago. Right. Now, will these things ever get done? Probably not. Right. You know? Right. Uh, a great example of being given being in action by something greater than you was President Kennedy's declaration right. to go to the moon. Go to the moon. Ronald Reagan's declaration request to tear down the wall. Right. These are great examples of that. Right. So that's what we're talking about with this. So okay, cool. we got a caller. Who is it? Welcome, caller. Hi, my name is Peggy, and I wanted to thank you. I heard like three minutes of your of your little thing there, but I thought, wow, this is really important because, like, I heard about you, you know, trusting, and then you figure, what could possibly go wrong? With this guy? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. You know, a lot could go wrong. And like you stood up for him and everything, and and he, uh, what happened? You know, yeah. it's not supposed to happen. And I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not supposed to happen. And I thought, uh, you know, when you're a child, you trust. You're given the gift mm-hmm. of trust. Yeah. And you trust everybody. You trust the policeman. Sure. You trust the fireman. Sure. And trust everybody. Yeah. Um, that's how kids are made. Yeah. Right, and when you grow up, you have the most horrible experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not this. It's not what you thought it was. Um, and as you grow up, you realize that things are not the way you thought. Well, Peggy, and it, it you truly know, one, gift is 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 a trust. Yeah, it the, really, it really is a gift, and you become instead of becoming trust instead of being trusting, you become wise. And yep. prudent. That's awesome. And an adult. And, and, and that's thought, all in the adult part. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no and every every adult in this world sometime in their life would say, Gee, I'd like to be a kid again. Yeah. I'd like to be that person that was innocent that could trust everyone. Well, but Peggy, I think for Peggy, me, it's, it's a matter of faith, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it totally is. It's the knot at the end of the rope that, like, you know, oh my God, what was that? I think I'm bleeding, you know. <laughs> and so, Peggy, um, I hate to cut you off, darling, but thank you so much for calling it. Please keep listening. Sure, thank you. Bye bye. We're out of time. We got to listen to the Eagles now, already gone. Thank you so much, everyone. It's thank Mike you. And Bob. Have a great week. All right, I'll see you guys. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 